Welcome to the latest episode of Five on the Floor on the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for joining us on your favorite podcast app. That's Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Red Circle. Also, the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Make sure you like, subscribe, and turn the notifications on. Also, check out Off the Floor. Text directly to your phone from Brady, Alex, Greg, and myself. Bypass Twitter, X, and all that good stuff. Uh, it's not so good stuff these days sometimes. Uh, check out Off the Floor. Again, we have special prize picks, uh, giveaways, Q&As, long posts, all kinds of different stuff on Off the Floor. It's winnow.app backslash Off the Floor. Also, check out the great sponsor of the Five Reasons Sports Network. That includes Better Edge. You want to bet legally. The NFL is starting up on Thursday night. Travis Kelsey's hurt. We'll see how that plays out. BetterEdge.com. Use the code 5RSN. That's number 5RSN. $20 to play, and you can find the line that you want. That's one of the cool things about Better Edge. Also, you get paid right away. That's one of the things that doesn't always happen on those offshore apps. So check it out. BetterEdge.com. Use the code 5, that's 5RSN. And now, today's episode. Down to this game. Yeah. Uh, five on the floor, ride for my dogs. Where is the thing? You can check the score. Hustle hard, couple scars, wearing bubble frogs. Just like Buck said, you in trouble, y'all. Check the floor plan, got an all band. Y'all seen the block, stop the one hand. And Pat, we trust, it's probably have the guts. We're here to bring the heat. Y'all can hang it up. Welcome to Five on the Floor, a daily insider show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick, Greg Sylvander, and Alex Toledo, plus others from the Five Reasons Sports Network. All right, welcome back to Five on the Floor. Here's today's floor plan. we got a full boat today. we got Alex Toledo. You can follow the Tropical Blanket, Brady Hawk, Brady Hawk 305, and Greg Sylvander. You can follow it, Greg Sylvander. Make sure you check out Playback. We've been doing all the FIBA games there. Our guy Matt Hannafin has been up at like 4 in the morning eastern time and gone all night so somebody needs to join him on there we've been following Jovic uh also following the USA team as they continue to advance towards the semifinals all right so today we're going to look again at the roster as it is we know that we've done a bunch of Dame episodes and none of this please don't aggregate it none of this is suggesting that Dame is not coming we know that there's been a lot of reportage out there lately that's 50 50 just seems like everybody's guessing at this point I've said that about a week before training camp I think the conversation's will begin. I don't know that for sure. It just seems like that makes sense with what Portland is staring in the face right now. And we'll see if anything materializes with any of that. I still believe, I'm going to say this again, that Damon Lillard will eventually be a member of the Miami Heat. But right now he's not. And so they have a point guard problem. And that's what we're going to address today because they have a player in Kyle Lowry who's potentially a future Hall of Famer, but he's entering the last year of his contract and he did not prove last year that he can be a consistent starter for them. Um, when he uh, took his uh, sort of hiatus uh, during the middle of the season, we didn't even know if he was going to come back and play for them. That's how bad things had gotten. We kind of forgot. And then he did come back, and then Eric Spolster found a role for him, and he ended up coming off the bench. And he had some moments during the postseason that were pretty good. He had others that weren't so great. Um, I don't think anybody's expecting him to play like a $28 million player this year. But the question is, what kind of minutes can you get out of him if he's still here? Then you have a couple of two-way guys who we're going to discuss, and then that's pretty much it. Uh, you have, you know, Jimmy Butler is a ball handler, Bam Adebayo is a ball handler, and of course Tyler Hero has handled some of those ball handling duties. And even back in the day, Josh Richardson played some point guard, although it wasn't something that necessarily stuck. Um, I'll go to you guys. Let's let's bandy this question about first before I move to anything else. Do any of you believe that Kyle Lowry can start? For the heat. 
this season. If they don't have Dame Lillard yet, do any of you believe that Kyle Lowry can be the starting point guard for the Miami Heat? Brady, I'll let you go first. Don't do it. No. Say it. I, I definitely don't think so. And I think, I mean, they found something last year with him as a, as a, in that six-man role. Like, if there was anything to learn about it, like if he is still on the roster, he played pretty well in that role just setting up a lot of the guys. And if you're, we're talking about this roster intact and they have – decent depth <laughs> like we, we've talked about all the guys that we don't even know who'd fit into the mix like he'd be able to distribute and get them certain looks and obviously you need a ball in there but as a starter it's very very difficult to get there and i'll say when you were naming ball handlers on this roster you forgot nikola Jovic, which i mm. think is interesting because <laughs> i think that's his case to start like if there was a case for him to be made and i know a lot of people would like to hear that and think there's a lot of case for him obviously to start but, like, they need a ball handler out there. And if you're not starting Kyle and you don't have another point guard, can you run point Bam and point Jovic and just run a very Spo-like positionless offense and say, let's just go and just <laughs> have everybody play point? Like, I don't know. I think they can get to that point. So that'll be an interesting way to go about it. But Kyle specifically, I don't think so. Alex, do you think he can start? Any circumstance that with the current roster that he could start? If you're asking me, technically he can start, but that's not what I would do. You know what I mean? Like, in theory, you can start him at point guard, but I agree with with what Brady said. I just think, in, and we've talked about it on other pods to a degree, like, you know, they did find something last year. And I, I think, you know, that was part of the reputation he had coming from the Raptors that he could kind of lift up units with, quote unquote, lesser talent. And I think um, in, in a scenario where they don't land Dame, the season starts, and you still have this roster, you know, but let's let's not talk about adding any vet minimum point guards and all that. That you know, we can maybe address that later on in the episode. But assuming the roster is how it stands right now, um, you know, if you're gonna have some of those younger guys like Jovic and Hakez in the rotation, if you're gonna bring Caleb off the bench, like I think that's the type of talent that I, that I could absolutely see Kyle lifting up. And I just did a quick search of how he did uh, last season during the regular season without Jimmy and Bam, plus 3.80 net rating in those mm -hmm. minutes. So that's without the two best players. I did include Tyler in there, but I don't feel like most of those minutes were with Tyler anyways. I just wanted to kind of get a quick look at how he performed without the two best players on the team. And they did it with good defense, with solid offense, and the op you know doing that on 30% shooting from three, which is not good. So it's kind mm -hmm. of, you know, there's nothing fluky about um, the stats there from an offensive perspective. I just think in general, Kyle, it, it suits his game and the way he wants to play very well, where he kind of can uplift others with his pass first playmaking. He, you know, he would take the threes that are there for him. And I think you saw in the playoffs that that's what it's about for him. He's going to give you better performances in the playoffs. And I think the way you can serve him throughout the season and get the most sustained productivity, not too many minutes, not too much usage is off the bench. I think that's the, the place for him. Like you can make the, I guess the argument starting my point since there's no other technical like technically there's no other point guards on the roster that are better than him but I'm just of the, the mind that you know starting Tyler there whether at officially point guard or not would probably be the move in a scenario like that and you let your best players figure it out with the proper fits next to them and Kyle keeps doing his thing off the bench whether whether it's with Dame or without Ethan, Greg, though, are, yeah. aren't we doing this show because all of us in the back of our minds feel like for some reason they're going to roll Kyle Lowry's ass out there and start and we're going to have to roll <laughs> our eyes as that happens? Like, isn't that part of kind of why we're having this conversation is that the options, I guess, are so limited if we're talking traditional point guards and they're so young behind him 
that it almost seems like what else are they going to do? Is it Tyler? Like, do you think that they can in good conscience to the fan base start Kyle Lowry? I'm well, interested not, for it, Ethan's it, it, point of view. Okay. Well, first thing, it, it's not Tyler. Well, we're going to get to the Tyler part. It's not because, because if Tyler's here, Tyler's starting. Okay. Sure. Unless, unless he's here with Dame and then that's another conversation that we can have and we have had it. But if he's here and Dame is not here, Tyler's starting. It's really you're starting Jay Rich. It's who you're starting. Although it would be Tyler who takes over a lot of the ball handling responsibilities. So I guess technically or Caleb. people would call the point guard. Well, if, Cal- if Caleb's starting, which he may not be. But yeah, or Caleb's starting. Yeah, right. That's another option. But I, I guess it comes to this. And I, Greg, I, I think I know where you're going here because I, I, and I know why you asked me. Because you know that I don't like the idea of Kyle Lowry starting for this team anymore. And and I don't think that they can do that. Uh, and I don't think that at this point they need to go back to that to appease him or in any way. And I don't even think he would expect that um, at, at this stage. So I don't think that that's going to happen. I don't think it's in the interest of anybody for him to start, which means potentially him playing more minutes, which then means you don't get any usage of him out of the end. You know, I look, I remember the end for Tim Hardaway, okay, with Miami. And Tim had more in the bank with the Heat, obviously, a lot more. Uh, but he also was kind of a broken-down player by the end, and they were transitioning to Anthony Carter. I mean, that's what they wanted to do, and they were giving AC those starts. They kind of did the same thing with Norris and Mario Chalmers towards the end. Um, they tried. You know, after the big three, they tried. Norris didn't stay healthy, and there were a bunch of issues. You know, I don't know if it was a health issue or whatever. That, the starting lineup didn't stay healthy that year. Uh, that was the 14-15 year. But so it, this is not the first time that they've transitioned kind of the incumbent point guard to more of a bench role. I, I don't see how there's any way Kyle starts. I, I don't. And, and, I, and, and I don't think that they're going to even experiment with that because I think that, look, they know the numbers. They know he's better in that other role. And they have done this before, like we've talked about. Look, that year – Goran Dragic came off the bench uh, during the bubble year until the playoffs, and Kendrick Nunn was a starter with Duncan Robinson, and Kendrick Nunn was not a true point guard. So if you could start Nunn and Robinson, you could start Hero and Richardson. I, I don't I don't see a dramatic difference there. But after the break, I, I want to get to the young guys because I'm just curious about one thing here. Uh, but we will mention a couple sponsors first. First, I want to mention water cleanup. Go to WCUFL.com. It's water cleanup of Florida. Reach out to Michael Robert. And the entire team, if you've got mold damage, water damage, any kind of damage, they can help you. They're based in Boca Raton, but they service uh, all three counties down here. And also, though, they have a preventative program because we know that the insurance companies don't always take care of it after the fact for you, even if water cleanup does. So reach out to WCUFL.com. They can do all the inspections and get on their special program. It's a one-stop shop, water and mold cleanup shop. Go to WCUFL.com if you've got the schmutz. Come on, guys. They got the guts. Anyway, also want to mention prize picks. Use the code 5 FIVE. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. Prize picks, you can play it during the NFL season. So get started. Get on there. They've got a Dak Prescott uh, prop right now, which is basically a free prop, no matter what you think of Dak. Go to prizepicks.com. Use the code 5 FIVE. Get that initial deposit matched up to $100. You can also play the FIBA games and you can play boxing, MMA, baseball, and more. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. What's the first thing you'd do if you had an extra hour in your day? Go for a run, take a nap, maybe check the stats of the latest Miami Heat game? I've got a better idea. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time was unlimited, 
How would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. I've benefited from therapy. I went through some life changes, major life events, had some difficulties, wasn't a believer in therapy, but it helped me and it can help you also. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. So learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash Miami Heat today to get 10% off your first month. Again, that's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash Miami Heat. All right, let's get to it. Um, I blew that one. I'm sorry. You totally blew it. I don't know. No guts for me. Sorry, I couldn't hit mute fast enough. Anyway. Is there any chance... Any chance, I'll go to you first, Alex, on this, and then Brady, that either of the two ways finds their way into a low-minute starting role. Starting? Oh, my God. I thought you were you're going into, like, rotation. Can one of these guys, you know, stand out? I mean, Kendrick Nunn started yeah, as a yeah. rookie. I mean, they've, done, they've done this well, kind of thing before. I, I've well, just... Duncan wasn't a rookie, but, but I, I threw Duncan in there just because it was his first – like yeah. real year with minutes and he was a starter, but I mean, it's a good point. I don't see that though. I I, I think if that happens though, it, the, the tiny on the tiny chance that that happens, if Jamari Bouye or Alondis Williams, uh, like Drew Smith, Drew Smith. Yeah. If one of those point guards is starting, then that means they absolutely went off in training camp. Cause that means they outplayed all these other guys or at least were right on that level. Right. Uh, I think, because Tyler's, I, I agree with what you said. Tyler is going to be a staple, whether it's at the one or two. Um, that means he would have had to probably outplay Josh. Maybe throw Caleb in that mix too, because we're not sure what position he's going to play primarily um, this season. I, I just, I don't see it happening. And Kyle too, of course. I, if, I just don't see it happening. I think Bouye probably has the best chance at that happening. But even then, that's it's like a 3% chance. I, I could be really wrong here but that would that would shock me brady any chance you like Bouye? i do but i i also thought you were asking the question if he could find a spot off the bench and i was still probably going to lean no like i i just think that's where they are like we've had these same podcasts talk about the rotation and i keep coming back to it. it's like it is so crowded like we we keep talking about this the four with the main three and richardson you add in kevin love or jovich starting or caleb starting that's three guys right there. You still have Haywood Highsmith, you still have Jaime Hawkins, you still have Thomas Bryant, a lot of front court guys, but still a lot of guys that could potentially play. And I didn't even mention Duncan Robinson. Maybe we should Kyle do a pod on that. Yeah, we maybe <laughs> maybe should have talked about that. But either way, it's the I'm it's trying the to fact- save something, guys. Come on. September <laughs> 5th. <laughs> the, the point is that they just don't really have a lot of room in the backcourt to this point. But they have a lot of guys. That I don't think a guy like Jamari Boy is going to immediately just climb the ladder immediately and knock out one of these guys that could we keep talking about could potentially play. So that's the difficult part. And I think that's when the question becomes who takes over, makes the biggest leap as a ball handler or as a playmaker. And I think Tyler could be a big part of that. Uh, I think Jovic could be a big part of that potentially in, in a different dimension, just not obviously at the traditional way, but I think he could do it in different ways. Uh and then we could go down the line, I guess, and say maybe Bam 
Uh, I was saying before that if Dean was here, I think Bam would have a career year assist-wise. But maybe even if he's not here, because he still probably has to have a lot of playmaking duties even if he's not here. So I wonder how they're going to – if if how much Bam plays a role in this just because we've been talking so much about him as a scorer and being aggressive and not passing. And I feel like now we're talking about him playmaking because we just expect the guy to do absolutely everything on the basketball court at the highest level at all times. Uh, but, yeah, I think it's it's going to be a lot of different guys and who could step up most. And I think that's also why, speaking of the playmaking thing, they're going to have to find like little hubs that work, that create playmaking. Like that's why we, we did the two-man episode, like don't get in BAM. Like that may not seem like playmaking, but it is. Like it's creating certain stuff and it's an action that gets the stuff. It's not going to be a lot of like traditional point guard play. So I don't know. They're going to have to lean in different directions. And maybe Spo will like it because he's been talking about the last three years about positionless basketball. I mean, essentially then Spo is the point guard because Spo is creating the actions for them. Uh, in different scenarios, different two-man games. We've talked a lot about the two-man games here. We did a whole episode on that also. So, guys, I am. We're trying to spread these out a little bit. we got four weeks still camp. Um, but but here, here's the thing. I, I, I want to end with the Tyler discussion here because if he's here and Dame's not, then, yes, more of the ball handling is going to fall on him. I thought he did a pretty good job when he was put in that role a couple seasons ago, but it did seem to limit him in some other ways. And we had concerns about it. We talked about it a lot during that season about Tyler being the de facto point guard. And it feels like we, we with this team, it's like they cycle back to things He's that they blame too for right. that season. Right. So I'm just wondering though, like, is that the best use of Tyler Hero, Greg? Like that's that's the of other. Of course question. not. That's why we'll have to talk ourselves into it. But like the fact that the point guard spot is so limited. And is so shallow and we're basically having to take a player who we know would be maximized in a completely different role. And we're Mm -hmm. trying to talk ourselves into Tyler hero because he's so talented and he could do everything on the basketball court offensively. Yeah. He could play point guard a little bit, but we're talking ourselves into it. And that tells me there's not enough on this roster at that position. And Ultimately, it all cycles back to that it looks like they appear to be kind of waiting it out as if they know somebody's going to fill that spot. And like, it's just hard for me to move off that position because they've addressed nothing. And I just think it would be really weird to go into the season putting Tyler in that spot. And if they were to struggle it further strains the the relationship with Tyler and the fan base. They're expecting him to do things that I don't think he should be expected to do. It also hurts a, his trade value, Greg, potentially, if that's the direction that they end up going, correct. if he struggles. So in the get, role. That's all I'm yeah. saying. I, but I, I guess the question is what they could have done other than waiting. Like, I don't know what point guard was out there that could have really that's the thing. fixed it, right? Like, I mean, we're looking at the list. We did – Dennis Smith. Well, we did right. We did this the other day, right? So Dennis Smith, <laughs> yeah. and then you're still looking at DJ Augustine and Goran Dragic, who, by the way, was eating lunch today in in uh, Midtown Miami. So he's uh, That's he's the answer. aggregated. That's Burnley, the answer to the pod. We're Burnley, done. Burnley back. To, well, he's not going to start, but yes, we we did a, we did a podcast on that the other day. You've got I, a better I, chance of starting than Bouye. Oh, I don't. I don't know about that. I don't know about. I don't that. know. I don't know. It you know what I will the say though? Just thing to... they'd ever done to put a two-way in the starting lineup. It re- it really would not. And no, the reason I, I I understand I understand the crowded nature of the rotation, but if Lowry's going to come off the bench, 
and they want a traditional ball handler in the starting lineup, then that is a low. But we know they don't really care for that. We we know that Spo doesn't really care for that stuff. And we've already like you know you guys have already talked about a couple of seasons ago. He's he's gone to it before, and I, I honestly don't like. I feel like again, let's say the Dame thing doesn't happen and they start the season off mm-hmm. with this roster. I think once he does get asked about that, inevitably by Ira, um, he's going to tell Ira that it's positionless and that it's not really <laughs> Tyler playing point guard. And I happen to agree. Like, I don't think it's going to be, oh, you know, Tyler is going to be pounding the ball and making the plays and, you know, trying to get everybody involved. Like, everybody's <laughs> going to get their usage. Everybody's going to get their shots. I can already I, hear that answer. I, 100%. Oh, like, I can hear that answer. That's why I don't think any of these guys are really going to be in a rotation. The, I can hear the question and the answer, actually, um, that that's the direction that's going. But, all right, so, Brady, but here's the other thing, though. If Tyler is a primary ball handler in the starting lineup, doesn't it seems to me that that benefits Bam but not Jimmy. Is that fair? Well, I was going to say – Jimmy might just play point guard because he doesn't really care to score in the regular season anyway. Just let him go out there and get average 10 assists. Like, I don't know. I, like, I, there's different ways I guess they could work around it. But I guess Tyler has the ball. Like, Tyler banned pick and rolls. I think we keep right. talking about two-man games. Like, that would benefit. But, like, I don't know if they would just – we've talked a lot about, like, if, if Dame was in Miami, how he crosses half court and it's immediately they're drawing attention and he has to set screens higher – Maybe it's a situation like Tyler rolls into half court and starts running pick and rolls with Bam and gets some easier opportunities. I guess that could be a different look. Richardson obviously can mix in. We mentioned before. Depends, I guess, how he's shooting the basketball as on spot ups. I think that's going to be a big part of this as well. So they can find different ways to go about it. But the Jimmy thing's interesting, just because I feel like they could find ways to work him where he doesn't have to like, I don't know, like use his body and wear his body down in the regular season in a way where he's like. I could play a little smarter this regular season and let Tyler and Bam do their thing and let these other guys do their thing, and I'll just play kind of quarterback around here. Like, I don't know. I could see that kind of playing out. When they recruited Jimmy in the conversations about him coming to Miami, there were conversations about him being more of a facilitator and unlocking Mm -hmm. that part of his game more than ever. So just everyone file that away in your memory banks. No, for sure. Um, I just (laughs) – I'll tell you what, if that happens, then there's going to be more pressure on Bam to score. And we're going to be having that conversation again. And how many shots does Bam get and all the rest? I, I feel like we're cycling back to a lot of the same themes from the past four years. This team kind of ebbs and flows. Uh, but and then in April, everything changes. And, right, exactly. But it's, it's funny because you mentioned Iron. And again, with you know, I, I say this with all respect because he, for years, he would hammer Riley on getting a third point guard. That was always his thing. And now they don't even have two. In fact, you could argue they don't really even have one. So it's like, I, I, I'm just okay. I'm leaving this episode with that question in my mind because I, that question is going to get asked. No true point guards and no true centers. Right, Riley. Exactly. Riley. What happened to Pat, man? What happened to Pat? <laughs> it went from magic and, he... magic and Jabbar to this. Uh, anyway, thanks to Brady. Thanks to Alex. Thanks to Greg. Thanks to our sponsors. Water cleanup of Florida. Uh, better. Edge. Oh, I do want to mention also, uh, we're having a watch party Sunday at Biscayne Bay brew house, uh, for the dolphin game starting at four 30. And I should have said this at the beginning. We'll do this on the next episode. First beer is free. First beer is free. So, uh, brew house mm-hmm. down the street from Kasaya center. Uh, right, and it's gorgeous facility. They got foosball. They got all kinds of stuff there. I think they got darts. They got uh, video games. Uh, it's just a cool spot, and they have a full food menu too. So we're gonna be at Biscayne Bay Brewing, uh, their new brew house, brand new brew house. It's been open for about a month uh, in downtown Miami. All right. 
Have a good night, everybody. Thank you for listening to The Five on the Floor on the Fire Regional Sports Network. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.